I would be remiss if I did not remind us as uh, United Methodists that not only are we concerned about uh, the spiritual lives of individuals, but we're also concerned about humanity as well. I was um, in Muncie, Indiana on this past week attending the annual conference, and I, uh, I got on the elevator at the... Um, at the dormitory where I was staying, and that's a whole nother story. But anyway, <laughs> one of the delegates, a young adult, um, proceeded to pull out his phone, and, and, um, and I, had, I, I will just share with you Evangel Heights United Methodist Church. Um, this, um, my mind had been elsewhere. I will just confess that to you. I apologize. I was not up on what had been taking place in South Bend. So when this young man proceeded to share with us, um, yes, he did have a captive audience <laughs> on the elevator, that um, in South Bend on this past week, uh, there was a, um, an event, and, and, and it was a pride-focused event. Are you aware of what I'm talking about? Yes. And um, um, the Proud Boys showed up. Are you aware of that? No. Okay. All right. So uh, let me just say this to you, because you've come to hear the gospel today, the gospel that Jesus Christ has proclaimed, the gospel that says God's kingdom is to be advanced here on earth. I'm going to just share this with you. God loves and cares about everybody. Can I get an Amen. And here at Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, we are striving to love and to care about everybody. That means those individuals who we know by name, those who are visiting with us, and those who just are looking for a place to belong. So I just want to share with you that um, we want to make sure that all persons are saved. So today, concludes the uh, sermon series on um, Breakthrough Prayer Initiative. And, and I, I want to share with you that I, I thought I understood a lot when it came to prayer until I picked up uh, Reverend Sue Nelson Kibbe's book, Ultimate Reliance. And then I discovered that God does not want us to remain at the same level when it comes to our prayer lives. That God wants us to continue to grow even in that area. The nature and person of God uh, can be discovered um, if we have a willingness to discover the nature and person of God. For some people, they may, not you, you know those other people, they may be content with an understanding of who God is based on their prayer life of 5, 10, or 15 years ago. Prayer is an opportunity for us to discover more of who God is and how God longs to be in a relationship with us and how God wants us to participate in God's world and also how God wants us to grow up as disciples of Jesus Christ. There are some people, I get it, I get it. There are some people who are content with maintaining that same understanding of God based on their understanding of God 5, 10, or 15 years ago. 
And so, like our conference lay leader, uh, Mr. David John stated, these people become lazy when it comes to praying. They don't expect God to do anything. And they don't even expect miracles to take place. They don't get a true glimpse, and that was the end of that quote. But people who choose to maintain their prayer life based on 5, 10, or 15 years ago, they don't get a true glimpse of God nor of God's work because of the unwillingness to grow in the area of prayer. Our faith becomes stagnant. Our understanding, again, of who God is and what God will do in our lives becomes stagnant. Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, the Breakthrough Prayer Initiative has taught me, and I hope that it's teaching you, um, that we are to provide an opportunity for ourselves to grow in our understanding of prayer, to grow in our understanding and experience of who God is, to grow in our understanding of God wanting to do something new and next for us, not only individually, but also as the body of Jesus Christ. This prayer initiative, I would suggest to you, provides an opportunity for us not only to experience who God is, not only to experience how God will work in our lives, but also it's an opportunity for us to witness the power of God in our individual lives as well as in the life of this congregation and in God's world. I don't know about you, but I am not settling for maintenance when it comes to my prayer life. I don't know about you, but I'm not settling for an understanding of God based on my understanding of 5, 10, 15 years ago or even one year ago. Oh, Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, this is an opportunity and I hope, I do hope and pray that you have taken advantage of the prayer practices that were offered to you during this sermon series. I hope that you became restless with your prayer life as it was and that you've been striving to practice some of the prayer practices so that you can better understand who God is and how God works in your life. This final prayer practice, I would suggest to you, is a litmus test for all of us. What do we do when we pray? Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what we are facing, and nothing happens. What do we do? What do we do? In the gospel lesson today, Jesus instructs his disciples, keep on praying. Keep on asking. Right? Keep on seeking. Right? See, that Greek word that is used is a Greek word that um, reminds us to keep moving forward. Don't, don't stop. Don't be stagnant. I don't know about you, Evangel Heights Church family and friends, but as I think about uh, this prayer practice, which is called a pickaxe prayer, you know, pickaxes were used. Now, you know I'm not from 
I've not grown up on a farm. I may not be able to show you what a pickaxe really looks like, but I do know that a pickaxe is used, right, to chop away at the hardened soil. Am I close? <laughs> you don't know either. Okay. <laughs> yes, you do. You're just being kind. What are we to do when we, in all sincerity, go to God in prayer? And God does not respond as we think God should. I will share with you what I have done in the past. I've just stopped asking God about that particular issue. I've just moved on. I've, I've just thought, well, maybe God, that's not what you, you really want to do. I've already begun to think for God, right? But Jesus emphasizes in this gospel lesson the importance of ongoing prayer in spite of what we see, in spite of what we are experiencing. Jesus reminds us to develop the kind of prayer life that involves more than our just begging God to do something for us. The author reminds us that there needs to be a willingness to explore new options as we lift up those prayers. I've shared with you uh, recently that as I have begun practicing the breakthrough prayer, which is, again, as you know, after we pray our petitions or requests to God, we then add on this component. This is the breakthrough component, which is, now, God, breakthrough with your options. Breakthrough with your possibilities. Breakthrough with your ideas. And I will tell you, Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, when I add that breakthrough prayer initiative to my prayer, to my prayers, God has amazed me. God has blessed me with God's options, with God's possibilities. The author reminds us that the Greek word for find and used in this particular passage of scripture can be translated to discover, to hit upon, to learn, to recognize. Yes, could it be that when we are told, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on finding, it's not about the work that we're doing, but it's about our being open to what God wants to reveal to us. Jesus also says to keep on knocking which means, again, in the Greek, to make possible. This is what we desire God to do for us, to make possible. What Jesus is saying to us and what he has, was saying to the first century church is that we are to continue to place our needs before God knowing 
that because of who God is and knowing the heart of God, that we can trust God to respond according to God's timetable and according to God understanding what's best for us. I've been thinking about us, especially during my time away, the Evangel Heights Church family. And, and I will share with you my initial thoughts. I'm pretty sure they're going to expand in, in weeks or months to come. But I've, I've, I've come to the conclusion that the foundation for the Church of Jesus Christ, and especially for Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, can be, can be compared to a three-legged stool. The foundation can be compared to a three-legged stool when it comes to the Church of Jesus Christ, when it comes to Evangel Heights United Methodist Church. This is my thinking today, and who knows, the, the, the three-legged stool may become a four-legged stool, but right now it's a three-legged stool. And let me share with you what the foundation must be. Prayer, discipleship, and financial help. In order for a church to carry out her mission, which is the main thing, which is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, that church must be a church of prayer. We said we, we believe in prayer, we believe in the power of prayer. And I would suggest to you that through this sermon series, God is calling all of us to take that next step when it comes to growing more intimately connected to God through Jesus Christ. It will require discipleship, our growing up and our understanding of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, people of the word of God, people who are committed to advancing God's kingdom here on earth. And, and it, will, it will require, of course, financial stability. And today I can share with you that probably in a few weeks you will hear that we have a balanced budget for 2023. So financially, financially, we are not a congregation of scarcity. We are a congregation of abundance. And I want to thank God for you for your faithfulness to your giving. The three-legged stool, prayer, discipleship, and financial health. The financial health, I'm encouraged. As a matter of fact, I'm more than encouraged, Terry. I'm celebrating. Thank you. The discipleship is ongoing. It's ongoing people who are committed to growing up in their faith, and then prayer. Evangel Heist, I've said to you before, and I'll say it again in closing, that I am excited about the future God has for us. Oh, no, no, God has not given me the specifics, no. No, but what I do know that is that God is calling us to move forward as the people of God who are in love with Jesus Christ and who desire to make Jesus Christ known to a world that needs to know that there is a loving God who sent a living Savior to die for a world who's looking in all of the wrong places for a hope, belonging, and identity. I'm excited about how God is, is going to use us. And so, so what that will require of us 
on this Sunday, it's going to require us to continue to grow up when it comes to our prayer lives. May you and I not be satisfied with the prayers that we prayed a year ago, five years ago, or 10 years ago. May, may our prayer lives reflect our understanding that God is constantly trying to reveal something new to us about who God is and about God's will for our lives individually and collectively. There are some things that can get in the way of this Pixacts prayer practice, and that is that we, I'll just name one in closing, and that is that we can ask, but that's all we do. We just ask, and then we wait for God. No, it's more than about asking. It's about being open to seeking what God has to reveal to us, for us, individually and collectively. In closing, I don't know where you are regarding your prayer life. I, I don't know where you are individually. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. But but you know. You know. So here's the question. <laughs> Is God satisfied with your prayer life? Don't answer that too quickly. Because you see, in order for you to answer that question, I would suggest to you that you'll have to pause and ask God. Are you satisfied with my prayer life? Are you satisfied with the time that I devote to you, just the two of us? Are, are you satisfied? And then I would ask that after you ask the question, that you allow God to respond. So in the silence of the moment, I'm going to just ask you to ask that question of God. Are you satisfied with the time I commit and devote to you, oh God? You know what my schedule is like. You've not told me the prescribed time that I need to commit to you. Are you satisfied, oh God, with my prayer life? Loving God, the word, the question is before you. Thank you for the ways in which you will commune with each and every one of us. Help us to hear you. And reveal to us what your will is for us regarding 
our respective prayer lives. It's in the name of Jesus the Christ, who is our lifeline. Jesus the Christ, who models and who modeled before us a life of prayer. It's in his name that I pray and give you thanks. Amen.